Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you step outside your normal cognitive state and experience life in an altered way, an awakening of sorts This episode is brought to you by Ample Meal, honored by my friend Connor Young. Ample is a new entrant to the supplement market, but it's not a supplement like a protein shake, which is you know limited in my experience, but it's a complete meal in a bottle and it's healthy. So just add water, shake it up, add a little bit more water, and then drink it. So if you're on the go, if you're a busy professional, if you're a warrior in the field, this is your new MRE. They come in 400 and 600 calorie versions. They have a ketogenic version and also all sorts of things coming online. Ample meal, terrific stuff, and it really tastes good as well. Um, No GMO, uh, no gluten, all very healthy um, ingredients. This is a breakthrough, I think, for uh, food supplementation, and um, I love it. It's a go-to for me. I I drink one a day. All right, so go to amplemeal.com. Connor has generously offered you two bonus meals. These are like six or seven dollar value each for any order over $50. So go to amplemeal.com. Unbeatable is your code. Check it out. I love this stuff. It is fantastic, and it's one of a kind. Hoo-yah. Hey, this is Mark Devine with the Unbeatable Mind Podcast. Welcome back. Thanks so much for your time. I am super stoked to have you by my side today as we get into a solo cast. Some of you know that I do this on occasion, and I have decided to solo cast my new book that I'm in the process of writing. So keep in mind, this is a very rough draft but it's a book called Unbeatable Leader. And my intention is to help leaders understand how to evolve consciousness to what I call the fifth plateau, which you'll learn about as this book rolls out over a number of podcasts, uh, probably through the course of the year. I'm hoping to get this, actually I'm intending, I should say, to get the book done by the end of the second quarter and to release it this summer or thereabouts. Okay, here we go. The title of the book is Unbeatable Leader, part one. Wake up to your why. You can't start the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading the last one. I arose at the crack of dawn, my plan set. Mount Marcy, the highest peak in the Adirondacks, peered down on me. I was going alone and planned to power it out, running the arduous trail as much as possible. First, I lightly jogged down to the dock at our family summer home in Lake Placid, upstate New York. Plunging into the frigid waters, I freestyled around, go rock and back, then cranked out a hundred push-ups. The sun threatened to peek behind Saddleback Mountain to my rear, lighting the lake with an odd glow. The clouds in Whiteface Mountain painted a perfect mirror in the lake. It was utterly silent, beautiful, and peaceful. Only me, a few fish, and the animals stirred. 
In that moment, I felt alive and connected. But my life outside of that moment felt anything but alive and connected then. I lacked direction under the blanket of a depression that I wore. I saw no motivation beyond the extrinsic drive to prove myself to my parents, society, whoever cared. But they only cared about their own perceptions and needs, which is common. I don't mean to say that my parents didn't care about my health and safety, etc. They were good people. They just didn't care about what I needed and desired because they couldn't. They wanted the son they saw in their eyes, perfect, the one who looked like dad, the one who my mom kept home whilst our other siblings shipped off to boarding school. I didn't realize then that nobody in life, in my life, really cared about me. And I would say that's true with most. And the baggage of negative and confusing messages had caused my own existential crisis. I should have felt on top of the world. If I was a 23-year-old fully employed MBA student at an elite business school, I wasn't feeling it. In fact, I was fumbling through my job as an auditor at Coopers and Libran, struggling to like the work and the environment. I'd only done it to be noticed and to keep up with my smart friends from Colgate University. The goal of earning that MBA and CPA and attaining financial independence at an early age was not something I had consciously thought through. But there it was, anyhow. It drove my actions like a robot programmed by masters the designs for how I would serve them. My father's program to finish what I start became my mantra and helped me stay focused. My future was so bright I should have worn shades, but I felt like shit. Now I had this long weekend break and knew that if I could run to the top of Mount Marcy, I would feel alive again, like Lake Placid and all of nature for that matter. I desperately needed a wake-up call something to snap me out of my misery. I couldn't discern the programming from reality. On that misty morning, I didn't know the mountain was to graciously provide my first wake-up moment. Many more awakenings would come over the years, and in greater frequency, each one opening me up to my why, my reason for existence, my dharma, each evolving my consciousness and providing new perspectives, liberating me to follow my essential nature, away from that pre-programmed mental and emotional pattern of my youth. But while that first awakening on that peak of Mount Marcy, it didn't change my trajectory right away, but it set it all in motion. It was the moment that I realized I had the power of choice. I set off on the trail with my backpack and supply of water and a PB&J sandwich. The trail started flat but soon turned its rocky, rooted face upward. 24 miles total, no problem. I could jog forever. Bouncing around and over the obstacles provided an amazing concentration practice. A single misstep could result in a sprained ankle or a painful walk back. The day wore on, and I kept my focus, slowing to a fast walk on the steeper parts, passing other hikers like they were standing still. I was silent, inwardly focused, my mind replaying the latest confusing scene with my broken relationship. I went quiet for long periods of time as I concentrated on the rocks and handholds. Hours slipped by until suddenly I emerged from the tree line and saw the summit looming. I quickened my pace in spite of my exhaustion, motivated by completion now. Summiting, I quickly found a ledge to sit on, powered down a sandwich, and a water bottle, and intended to lay back on my rocky bed to rest. But I was stunned by the beauty of the 360-degree panoramic view over that 6 million acre Adirondack Park. 
And I began to experience a radical shift in my perspective, a cascading experience where I was moving away from my brain's thoughts backwards and upwards. At least that was the sensation anyhow. It was as if I was sitting on a different rock watching myself sit on that ledge. And in that moment, I could suddenly see my life clearly, as if the forest and the lakes were the movie screen, and my life was playing over it. I felt amazingly alive, deeply connected to nature around me. I was so utterly exhausted, though, that I seemed to be hallucinating. But that hallucination felt more real than the thoughts in my head. In that moment, I experienced a separation from my thinking mind, a first for me. But what separated? Who was watching the thinker? I didn't have the answers. I just knew for the first time that my story, what I watched from afar then, was not me. Then I fell asleep. Awakening. When you step outside your normal cognitive state and experience life in an altered way, an awakening of sorts happens. The most powerful and positive forms of awakening result in peak non-ordinary states and a shift in perception of what it means to live fully, authentically, and in connection with others. In a performance environment, these peak states result in a well-documented experience of flow. I had a peak state on that mountaintop that led to an extended flow experience. And though I was not performing to win anything, the characteristics to performance moments in that moment was distinct. I will discuss how to awaken to peak stakes and to train to activate flow in more detail later. But for now, hang with me as I peel the onion on what it means to experience awakening moments and to awaken fully. Recently, I was approached by the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company after a speech on the subject of this book. He said to me, I don't know how this team will resonate with your speech. I mean, we're all peak performers. What do we need to wake up from or to? His tone was sarcastic, to say the least, as if he had it all figured out and my message missed its mark. Well, maybe it had. After recovering from that less than positive feedback, I realized that he, personally, was not ready to hear the message. And this was confirmed when I received an enormously positive response from his younger, perhaps perhaps less fixed-minded subordinates. I would say that this man had not had an awakening in the way I'm talking about here. He was able to navigate the business environment of the industrial age perfectly well due to his horizontal learning of the strategies and tactics of leadership, but was asleep to the vertical learning of the softer emotional, intuitive, and spiritual skills of leadership, and he was acting out of the closed-loop story of his upbringing in strict religious conditioning, leaving enormous potential and fulfillment of being a more open and inclusive leader on the table. Stepping out of one's normal state of cognition can have a profound effect on your sense of self, including your relationship to the core myths and stories that you take for granted. Now, we all have core stories, but most don't know how those stories drive their behavior, nor that those stories can be changed. They are bedrock facts to them. But you... No, you have the choice to determine entirely new stories to guide your life and in more powerful directions. An altered state infused with deep meaning can give you a glimpse of the storylines, helping you realize your power to rewrite them. This, quote, self-realization, unquote, is similar to waking up from a dream to a new reality. 
My first awakening experience on top of Mount Marcy showed me that my core story was flawed. It did not define the real me. I saw clearly in those moments of shifted awareness that I could choose a different story. This set me on a path to discovering a more authentic drama for my life. I would kill off aspects of my old story and create new beliefs around myself or of myself about my potential future. This was my first true taste of freedom, and to say it was exhilarating is an understatement. I had a second awakening soon after that mountaintop experience, but instead of a sudden awakening through a peak experience such as I described, it dawned more like a beautiful sunrise creeping into my awareness. It happened through a series of short moments of deep awareness, insights, and bliss over a period of three years during Zen meditation training with Zen and karate grandmaster Tadashi Nakamura. I described that in my book, Unbeatable Mind. Now that training slowly refined the mirror of my mind and ground down my ego, developing in me a more refined awareness. And the flow states that came during these moments were more frequent, and I found that I could activate them intentionally. It also welcomed a surprising side effect from this training. I could finally hear the soft inner voice of a more insightful part of my mind, which I now call higher mind. And this higher mind whispered the new storyline that would, would propel me in a vastly different direction in life, from CPA to Navy SEAL. This podcast episode is brought to you by Organifi. Now, we all know that green juice is good for us, but juicing is a pain. It costs a fortune and it's super time consuming. At least that's my story. Uh, I don't juice. So that's why I opt for Organifi green juice as an alternative because it's super easy, super tasty. It's an organic superfood green juice powder. Just add it to your water and stir it up. It dissolves almost immediately. Drink it and it will help sustain your energy throughout the day. It'll reduce stress over time. And best part is it really tastes good. So check it out. To get your micronutrients from a superfood green juice, use Organifi. I think stuff is great. Go to Organifi.com, and these guys are super generous. I know the founder, and they have offered a 20% discount to you on your order. So go to Organifi.com, use the code UNBEATABLE at checkout, and get 20% off your order. And uh, that link is also listed below in the show notes to this episode. Organifi.com. Hoo-yah. Peaks and plateaus. Let me clarify some terminology before going much further. Because there are different views on what peak states, flow state, and awakening means. These terms have been used in religious and spiritual, developmental sports, and other contexts. And the science behind them is just beginning to be understood. Now, my views are based on my personal subjective experience, as well as through observing the effects of unbeatable mind training on thousands of students. As mentioned, I also have a deep connection through a lifelong practice of Eastern developmental things like Zen, the martial arts, yoga, as well as long experience with Western psychology. Now, the intersection of East and West is where that magic of, is found. Though I have no formal academic background in a, the objective sciences behind the workings of the brain, there are many excellent research authors that I've become acquainted with and who are cited in this book. I rely on these experts to provide that brain-body 
research to support what I assert here may be happening at the mind, emotion, soul, or spirit subjective level of the unbeatable leader. Now, a peak state is the experience of an elevated mental and physical performance. Flow occurs when a peak state is extended for some time during a period of performance. Typically, we say someone is in flow when the peak state is positive. Now, a negative altered state, such as one induced by a bad trip, alcohol, torture, or severe depression, we would not call a peak state. That would be a valley or a, or a, a bottom. Now, for our definition, a peak state resulting in flow must occur naturally, i.e. not be induced by drugs or virtual reality, though this latter may become an effective training tool. And it's stimulated by a voluntary acceptance of a challenge met by competency for that task, which will avoid the, help us avoid the crippling effects of fear. These conditions are typically seen in elite and extreme sports performance, military operations, operations, and other situations where, as author Mahali points out in his book Flow, the intersection of one's skills and the situational challenge level cause a magical harmonizing of internal energy leading to stunning results with apparent ease. My friend Jamie Will with co-author Stephen Cotter wrote a great book on flow recently called Stealing Fire. From their deep investigation of flow states in various settings, including with the SEALs, They tell us that studies show that positive peak states which activate flow can boost motivation and creativity by an incredible 400%. Not only do these states boost performance, but they will cut learning times in half. I have experienced this accelerated learning induced by flow states through our unbeatable mind training with spec ops candidates, lead athletes, and executives. Now working with SEAL Team 6, the authors observed the team using isolation float tanks and neurofeedback to produce peak states of consciousness with the practical purpose of speeding up learning. Now, SEALs are routinely deployed deep in enemy territory, as you know, where understanding the nuances of the local language can be critical for survival. By combining the sensory deprivation with biofeedback and entrainment of the local language, the elite SEALs learn to train operators in foreign language fluency in six weeks rather than the six months it normally takes. Wow. Cotter and Wheel use the term ecstasis to describe the states of flow that they explore. Ecstasis means both to stand outside oneself and to be filled with inspiration. And it describes a range of non-ordinary states, from peak performance and flow to contemplative and mystical states to psychedelically shifted states that, from a scientific perspective, share remarkable neurological and biological overlap. When these states are induced, stress chemicals are washed out of the system, specific regions of the brain are activated or deactivated, alpha brainwave patterns are stimulated, and six key neurochemicals are released. These factors cause a subjective experience that has four essential qualities. All those studied had these qualities in common. First is a sense of selflessness. The normal sense of self disappears. Second, a feeling of timelessness. This is that experience of time shifting or time warping, usually a slowing down of time. And the third is an ease of effort. The sense of struggle fading away. Effortless perfection, a Japanese term, shibumi, 
speaks to. And the last is a richness of the moment, access to a level of detail and insight that appears inaccessible under other conditions. Now, my experience on the mountaintop of Mount Marcy met all of those qualities, as did those peak moments on the Zen bench and during SEAL training and a multitude of other moments since. While Jamie Wheeler and, and Cotter have investigated the why of these peak ecstatic flow stakes, I have focused my research on how to train someone to activate them on demand for performance. My experience is that you don't need to be an elite athlete to experience the benefits of peak or flow states. We can all train to activate flow on demand. Further, this same training, when coupled with an integrated development model such as Unbeatable Mind, will cause not only accelerated learning to occur, but also, and this is key, accelerated development. That is the difference between horizontal and vertical learning. In the next chapter, I'm going to describe how we all develop through multiple stages of conscious awareness during our lifetimes, each one allowing for more complexity, nuance, and perspective-taking than its earlier drama. However, this growth is not a guarantee, and more often than not, someone settles into a plateau dictated by family of origin or culture. Worse, development can be halted or devolved by the adverse effects of, say, early childhood trauma such as a lack of emotional connection, abuse, or shaming, things like that. So though you may experience a peak state at any plateau and awakening, so to speak, it doesn't mean you will grow to a new permanent stage of integration. It is more common to peak into a higher way of seeing and living, only to be pulled back to the lower self at the first stress trigger. Another way to look at this is that though we may awaken to our true reality, we will also fall back asleep rather quickly. Now the beauty is to constantly awaken again and again and extend the duration and frequency of that, those awakenings and to notice. Now it's my goal here to help you unlock accelerated growth to experience flow at what I call the fifth plateau of integrated awareness. Then, and only then, can we say we are truly awakened fully and permanently, which would be akin to the old school notion of enlightenment. Now, who wouldn't want to be fully awakened, enlightened leader? Trust me, I believe it's imperative for all of us leaders to work toward this goal, given the immense complexity, challenges, and chaos and speed of the world that we face today. There is one trigger to awakening that many of you have reluctantly experienced. And that is suffering a real loss. Loss of a loved one, of innocence, of wealth or health can have a profound effect to wake up that same experience of connection and time warping, ease of effort and richness, albeit through pain and usually after the pain instead of some, some pleasurable experience. One of my mentors, Ken Wilbur, beautifully describes this in his book, Grace and Grit which chronicles his mindful navigation of his wife's journey through cancer and beyond. When approached with awareness and opening, suffering can lead to a new plateau of consciousness, a deeper appreciation of why things are the way they are and what you need to do about it. Though hard pill to swallow, they are difficult to dodge as a human. If you face these situations of suffering with contracting fear and denial, that suffering will lock you into a negative, resentful, 
or fearful mindset where growth is impossible. However, when faced with humility and grace, as Ken Wilber describes, they trigger awakening and allow you to see the underlying cause of the suffering and offer a remedy leading to mental, emotional, and spiritual growth. Author Eckhart Tolle in his book, The Power of Now, tells a beautiful story of spontaneous awakening caused by his own intense suffering. An existential crisis similar but more pronounced, I think, to what I was experiencing as a young graduate was the trigger for Eckhart. He was a university student in England, deeply depressed without knowing why or even that he was. And one day he sat down on a park bench and began to observe the pigeons, simply being pigeons, and had a shift like I experienced on that mountaintop. But his didn't end like mine did. It went on for weeks, and it shattered his foundation of meaning. He was literally like a homeless man living on that bench with the birds. But when he finally emerged from that extended peak state, he found himself in an enlightened stage of development where he saw the world very differently from when he first sat down. Spontaneous awakenings to this level of consciousness are rare. In my experience, awakening more often occurs in small increments where one incident causes a momentary transcendence of previous stories or perspectives, which changes part of you, but not all of you. You'll still access all of your former meaning and stories, but you'll gain new perspectives on those stories, which affect your sense of self and lead you to deeper meaning. Past notions of pain and suffering are understood more clearly. New energy and insights are accessible and tired old drama loops are let go of or interpreted more powerfully. If you stack enough of these awakening moments on top of one another, and the individual will eventually break through to a new plateau where those perspectives become a permanent part of their personality, and their personal ethos evolves dramatically. We'll investigate personal ethos later on. I only publicly support companies and products that I personally use and have found valuable. So I wanted to tell you about Qualia. Now, I'm not a supplement geek. I don't find them useful if I'm fueling properly. But when it comes to my cognitive strength and brain health, I am excited about the emerging industry of nootropic supplements. I've been testing Qualia, designed by my friends at the Neurohacker Collective, for several months now. And it's on the bleeding edge of nootropic research and has become the one supplement that I won't go without on a daily basis. Qualia stimulates what's called broad-spectrum cognitive enhancement, which involves optimizing multiple cognitive variables simultaneously rather than focusing on a single variable. For example, it brings me greater ability to focus and makes me feel more connected while not diminishing my overall awareness of the environment. I experience a systematic enhancement of my brain's ability to take in and process information without any stimulating effect, which would make me feel agitated like caffeine, or depleted after the effect wears off. Now, for a busy entrepreneur and athlete like me, it's a no-brainer to invest in my brain health with Qualia. You can get on the Qualia bandwagon with me by visiting neurohacker.com, that's N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R.com, and use the code UNBEATABLEMIND15R, that's UNBEATABLEMIND15R, to get 15% off the life of your order. Trust me on this one, you won't be disappointed with Qualia. Here's a question I'd like to explore with you. Can awakening be purposeful? And my answer to that is yes. Let's discuss how. 
training to wake up. You could say that extreme sports and extreme training like the SEALs or SEALFIT is voluntary suffering for the purpose of growth. I know firsthand that this approach will unlock awakening from my own Navy Hell Week experience. It is the basis for my company SEALFIT's Kokoro training. These sufferfests are meant to test the mettle of the participants, but more importantly to evolve their awareness. In fact, each structured event is called an evolution for that reason. The Navy is seeking to weed out and evolve the true warriors from the student population by mimicking the demands of combat. Our SEALFIT program is specifically designed to grow character and deepen team connection. In both programs, the students submit to intense but controlled experiences which require that they access willpower, emotional and and spiritual strength that otherwise may lay dormant. Recall Mahali's intersection of competence and challenge. I was competent when I went into the 130-hour nonstop hell week, and the challenge was severe beyond anything I had imagined. As a result, I experienced extended flow states during hell week, and when I emerged from the evolutions, I was a different person. I had experienced a radical shift in self-confidence, connection to my teammates, more attention to detail of the little things that were important. I adopted the slogan, if it doesn't kill me, it makes me stronger. And though I did not emerge from Hell Week enlightened like Eckhart Tolle, I definitely jumped from what I call the Achiever Third Plateau to a sensitive Fourth Plateau. As I mentioned, we will explore the nuances of these plateaus in the next chapter of this book. As effective Forrester voluntary suffering is, it is fortunate for us that peak states flow in awakening can be triggered in more fun and approachable ways. The phrase ecstatic technique coined by University of Chicago anthropologist Mircea Eledi refers to any technology or practice that induces peak state flow or awakening. These can include drumming, dancing, chanting, fasting, meditation, even ayahuasca and neurofeedback, among others. All these are proven reliable tools that will shift a practitioner's state of consciousness from the default waking state into a non-ordinary peak or flow state. To this list, I would add nature immersion, yoga, martial arts, qigong, breathwork, massage, religious experience, and also Western psychotherapy. Popular programs like Tony Robbins' Unleash the Power Within are an excellent example of programs designed to wake up participants to their core stories and combine several of those practice elements and tools. Unbeatable mind training employs or promotes many of these practices and experiences as long as they are safe and done with professional guidance. Experimentation is okay, but some of the above list should not be done without an expert guiding one, specifically extended fasting, psychedelic plants like ayahuasca, and breath work. Taking an active role through training and practice in your own awakening and embracing an integrated development plan to get firmly standing on that fifth plateau is what our journey is about here. And in the next chapter, we're going to take a walk to the five plateaus and observe what leadership and service looks like from each. But first, let's pause and do the following work. Your work. Question, who am I? Don't do this if you're driving, but when you get home or if you're at home, grab your journal and turn to the page for exercise one. 
or just open a journal. This is a contemplation exercise, so try not to rush through it. Wait until you can avoid distractions. Now start with the question, who am I? And just write down what comes to your mind. I want you to begin with the outer notions, such as, I am a man or a woman. I am a father or a mother. I am Mark or John. See how many identifiers you can come up with. My bet is you'll fill a page. Now, after you exhaust that list of external identifiers, close your eyes, begin breathing deeply through your nose, four count in and four count out. Do that for a minimum of five minutes. Now, tell yourself you're not those things that you listed. And ask yourself again, who am I? Who am I? And just sit with that question, knowing that you're not those external identification rules, rules. Just feel for the answer. Don't try to think of one. And just journal what comes up. This practice in itself can be an awakening moment. hoo Thanks for your time. So that's chapter one of my new book, Unbeatable Leader, titled Awakening. Section one of the book is titled Wake Up to Your Why. Hope you enjoyed it. If not, let me know. If you did, let me know. That's what Facebook's for. Drop me a line and info at Unbeatable Mind. And I look forward to unfolding the whole drama. But be patient. It'll take some time. Till then, stay focused. Train hard. Do the work. Day by day, in every way, you're getting better and better. Hoo-yah. Divine out. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.